Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Labour Party are holding a discussion online tomorrow to discuss their campaign to decriminalise the drug user. Campaigners have been calling for laws around the possession of small amounts of drugs to be reformed amid concerns uh, that legislation is not tackling the problem of drug use. And they're talking about Class A drugs here, by the way, as well. Heroin, cocaine, etc., etc. Many groups have long called for drug use to be addressed as a social and health issue rather than the criminal justice issue that it currently is. However, others disagree and fear that move could increase drug use. The possession of any amount of cannabis is illegal under Irish law, although an individual found guilty of possession for personal use can escape a criminal conviction if it's their first time before the courts. So generally speaking, if somebody's found, you know, with 10 quid's worth of cannabis on them, it's most likely they're not going to end up in court. And even if they did end up in court... It's most likely the judge is not going to get the criminal conviction for a first-time offence for just having cannabis. So this kind of, it's a bit of a moot argument that people will end up, oh, you'll never be able to go to America if you're caught with cannabis. It's a bit of a moot argument because it just doesn't generally happen. Usually it's, usually you'll have enough for dealing and that's why people are brought to the courts when it comes to cannabis use. Uh, generally speaking too, when it comes to enough for heroin abuse, I, I don't see the Garda Sheikhana arresting people on a daily basis for banging up in the city centre. Now, if they're a drug dealer, they most likely will be arrested. But Anna Quigley of the Citywide Drug Crisis Campaign is among those who have questioned whether this approach makes sense. If it's not a criminal offence the first time, but it is a criminal offence the third time, is there any logic to that? But I think basically, Anna, you know, I don't know if you listen to the show or not, I think the suggestion is, is that you give people a chance, I suppose, that it's not the biggest crime of the century if you happen to have five quid's worth of cannabis in your pocket. Anyway, if you have got an addiction problem, you'll be using pretty regularly and the chances are you will be caught more than once, according to Anna, or it's twice. Uh, are quite significant. The 2016 Drug Policy Modelling Programme briefing paper on the decriminalisation of drug use and possession reported that drug use rates do not change or dramatically increase when the laws change to decriminalise drug use. In other words, they're suggesting by decriminalise you won't actually see an increase in drug use. Uh, I do not think that is the case, but that's just my own view on it. But other people believe it is the case. In other words, that if you decriminalise... Now, there's a difference in decriminalise and legalising. It's very... Vague, actually, the difference. But the, the difference is decriminalising more or less suggests that once you have only enough for your personal use, well, then you won't get done. Legalising suggests that it's a free-for-all. Uh, so decriminalising, although pretty much two of the same thing, you know, the, it, it is pretty much the same thing. It just means that you can't deal. There would be legitimate ways of, you know, providing and supplying drugs. Uh, through the state. Anyway, the 2014 UK Home Office report on the international evidence regarding the impact of decriminalisation decriminalization of drugs use found that decriminalising does not affect the level of drug use prevalence, uh, neither lowering nor increasing it. Now, uh, people go on about Portugal all the time and places that have decriminalised. They say, oh, well, look, drug crime is down. But of course drug crime is down because you don't arrest anybody anymore. So absolutely drug crime is down. Now, the crimes relating to drugs may not be reported as being related to drugs because drug crime is down. So, of course, drug crime is down. That's not even a logical argument. And what we would like to see is drug use down. Um, But unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. When you legalise or decriminalise, drug use doesn't go down. And that's the argument, that's the point that the UK Home Office makes. It doesn't reduce the prevalence, nor either lowering nor increasing it. But my belief is that I don't want to live in a society that gives a green light to drug use. 
Maybe you want to live in a society like that, but I certainly don't. But let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you believe that the possession of drugs for personal use should be decriminalised? I'm talking about all drugs. I'm not talking about cannabis, by the way. I'm talking about heroin. I'm talking about cocaine. I'm talking about, you know, I don't know, ecstasy. Whatever drug it happens to be. Do you believe they all should be decriminalised for personal use? In other words, once you only have enough on you for personal use, I don't know what that is in each particular drug, but that you do not get arrested and you do not get charged. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Currently, they're all illegal for all purposes. Uh, let me just go to John. John, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, John? Afternoon, how are you? Um, John, do you believe that drug use should be decriminalised? Not overall, but I think maybe possibly for small amounts of your cost for personal possession. I wouldn't have always believed this, you know, when it come along to it. I think tying up the courts and tying up Gardaí time and giving people criminal convictions for small amounts that are definitely deemed to be for just personal use, I think you should be let off maybe with a caution. You now, if you're caught the second time, maybe a caution again, if you continue on. But, like, I would be against, uh, like, if you stop me in the street, let's say, and I have a small amount on me, right? And if you stop the guy and he opens the car and he's got the boot full of cocaine or cannabis. Well, well of course, that's drug dealing, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but even having a small, I mean, if we didn't have drug users, we wouldn't have drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. if there was nobody to sell them to. So the whole idea of, you know, the illegality of drugs is to discourage people from actually taking it in the first place. It, it, it kind of sends out a message, this is a dangerous substance, but that's why it's illegal. The, the, the problem is, no, whether we allow people uh, a small amount for personal use or not, right? The problem is still there because, look, it's embedded in society, you know, the smallest little hamlet, you know, before you'd have to go to the major cities, you know, the small little parish, you know, with only five or six houses, you have the local guy distributing cannabis, cocaine, whatever you want, it's on your phone call away. We all know that. I mean... Uh, the, the, the demand is there. Is this only? So, but, but I mean, is it only a phone call? Because right? if I decided suddenly this afternoon I wanted to snort cocaine, I don't know where I'd get it. You're saying it's a phone call away. I have no idea yeah. where yeah. to get it. I, I, Ashley, I, I, no, let me, Ashley, if you decided tomorrow, this afternoon that you wanted to start taking cocaine, would you know where to get it? No. She said she wouldn't. I wouldn't have yeah. a clue. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people would. Maybe, maybe in the media I should have a better idea because there's so many people in the media snorting yeah. cocaine. Maybe but, I, I should mean, have a better like, idea. It, it, it's well established, no, that cocaine, no, like, I mean, it's, it, it's just up there, no, which would be the drinking culture before. Cocaine is right up there, no, for recreation, no, it's part and parcel of going out for the weekend. I'm not saying that's right, but it's there, no, it's embedded. The demand is there, the supply is there, and look, the selfishness in the Irish people, they are not connecting the criminality, the murder, the mayhem that goes on, the misery. Yeah, but why People's would you want to decriminalise, stroke, legalise, even for personal possession? Another vice that's going to cost... Look, we already have one vice, which well, is, well, al- which said, is like, alcohol. There's a big difference between, as I said, if you're going down just uh, small amounts of personal use to, to actually open up society completely and legalising everything across yeah, the board. But, but, John, but, John, that, but John, hold on a second. Okay, alcohol in this country is only yeah. legalised for personal use, essentially, because you have to have a licence to sell it, okay? So it's only legalised for personal use. And look at the problems we have with alcohol in this country. Now, I'm not saying that we should ban alcohol because some people enjoy it and some people do it socially, and that's fine. But look at the problems we have with alcohol. Alcohol is responsible for so much crime and so many problems in society. Why would we want to legalise for personal use another vice that's going to cause equally as many problems? Well, well we say if the guards stop somebody in the road, you know, you 
you up in the boot, right? And it's full of alcohol now, right? The guy, like, and the guys look at it, and he might say, like, is this guy selling this or what? But now you've got to say, this is for personal use, like, it's so having parties in my house or whatever. But if you open the same boot and it's full of cannabis or cocaine, well, it's a different ballgame. No, that's, that's because it's illegal for personal use, yeah. Yeah, but the, well, the thing, the way I look at it, it's taking up an enormous amount of court time, gathering time, which, Jesus, I was in town uh, twice over the weekend, and I didn't see one yellow jacket, that the town was heaving, but there was a static guard on sites in the streets. That's, Saturday, that's, a, well, that's a bigger problem, by the way, that's a bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's an after the court time and everything taken up with this. So look, I, I will go down the road for small amounts without legal. I will be totally against legalizing cannabis and cocaine right across the board because you might as well bury the place. Well, you, you are, I mean, you're advocating the decriminalization for personal use. So you are advocating legalization. That's because that's what you essentially are doing. No, what I'm saying is like, I mean, that it's the, the same car, thing. If, if it's a small amount, like, I mean, well, okay, like, but that's rather, a, yeah, but, but, rather than. But you're only allowed to have a small amount of alcohol, technically speaking, as well, because you're not allowed to sell alcohol without a license. So alcohol in this country and most countries is legalized for personal use, right? It's not legalized for you to sell it. You can't sell alcohol in this country unless you have a license. So what I'm saying is you're more or less saying the same thing about class A drugs, that, yes, you can have enough as long as it's for yourself. Well, you see, the thing is, like, I mean, the people are still taking it, now, no matter what we do. Like, so are we still going to go down this road? as I say, tying up guards and courts and everything, and costing you a goddamn fortune, but very small amounts, like, I mean... Well, we have two choices. You're saying to me that, well, what you're saying to me is prohibition is not working. Is that what you're saying to me? Oh, it's not, obviously. It's it's not, well, not. it does work. Prohibition, this, this argument that prohibition doesn't work, and everybody quotes America, and they talk about when we banned, they banned alcohol in America many, many years ago. Just because prohibition is not working as well as it should when it comes to drugs, and that there's no doubt about that, Prohibition does work in other sectors of society when it comes to speeding or murder or assault. Or we have prohibition on all those things. The word prohibition talks about things being illegal. And, and we have prohibition on all those other things. Don't get me wrong, people still get murdered, people still get assaulted, people still rob each other. But in saying that, we do have laws against it which restrict how much of it goes on in society. Prohibition on drugs certainly doesn't eliminate drugs. But the Garda Sheikana have had huge hauls of uh, you know, drugs in this country and in other countries around the world which certainly limits the amount of, a- of availability of it. That's obviously not, but at the same time, for every one day catch, like, I mean, there's about 10 coming Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So for yeah. it, it's the same as saying for every speeder on the road, there's about 20 other people that will speed just as fast, just don't get caught. But so what I'm saying is prohibition does have an effect, but maybe not the, the required well, effect. We, well, we have, we have prohibition, this day, prohibition, obviously, against drugs. Like, but I mean, it's still a massive problem in society. Like, so, I mean, it's not working. So, I mean, mm. as I said again, trying up the other time, of course, with very small amounts, like, I mean, maybe it's time to look at that, you know. Well, maybe that's a Garda issue because you can't turn around and say that because then we could equally say we shouldn't be tying Garda up in courts, dealing with assault charges, dealing with domestic violence, dealing with robberies, dealing with assaults. Of course, that's that's the Garda's job, unfortunately. Well, let me let me just go to Jer as well because Jer, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing? How you doing, lad? Uh, now, getting I, I, decriminalisation. Yeah. Sorry. You're comparing apples and oranges. I'm not. There. I'm comparing things well, that are legal. If I if I go out and punch somebody in the head, I'm seriously affecting them. If I want to put some street pharmaceuticals into my own body, I'm only affecting me. You're not. You're affecting. Say, no, you're affecting society. No, that's only if I go out and I do stuff like rob and more. Well, 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 people money. do. Well, yeah, at the moment they do. But if you're in that situation, you're in a bad situation. Okay, you're taking drugs because you're in a bad situation. 
giving somebody a criminal charge or arrest them or put them in jail, it's not going to help their life. It's not going to make things better for them. You need to dig them out of that hole, not bury them deeper into it. And how do you do that? Well, there's many ways of doing it. It's... Uh, I'm forgetting the word. No, well, I mean, I'm no, just saying we, we, we spend a lot well, of money. There's any amount well, of well, NGOs well, well, in this country who are there for that purpose. Niall, if you have all that Gardaí that are chasing just drugs, all that jury service, court services that are just chasing drugs, if you take that money and put it into treatment as opposed to punishment, do you know what I mean? There's an awful lot of money there that could be altered, moved direction. And let the Gardaí get out and do things where which are stopping people being punched in the head on the street. Do you know what I mean? But why are those people being punched in the head on the street? Well, and, and, and when, we look at, when, when we look at the crimes that really draw, would draw our attention recently, you know, particularly murders in the city centre, particularly in Dublin as well, because the murder rate in Dublin is pretty high compared to what it was 20, 30 years ago. When you look at that, most of that is because of drugs. Well, it's the drug black market. Well, yes. It? Yeah, and, but it's still because of drugs. Said, just, but as you said there yourself, like the police go out and they get an awful lot of drugs off these streets which makes the drugs on the streets rarer and more valuable. Mm-hmm. And it, it brings in crime. You know, you're attracting crime and dealers there, like, you know? Yeah. Like, there's, there's, a, there's no real crime around beer because it's readily accessible, you know? The well, price of cigarettes... Well, 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 no, you're, right, well no, you're wrong. The, well, the, well, the majority of crimes that are committed, and, and when they talk about small crimes, assaults and fights in the city centre and robberies, and all, the majority of that usually happens with people who are either on drugs or drink. Well... That, that's the, well, that's, the, that's the fact. I mean, people, yeah, I mean, if you look at public order problems in the city centre, for example, on a nightly basis, you know, the majority of that is because of alcohol. But we have to... You have I'm, to I'm not suggesting banning alcohol, by the way. I'm just saying. I know, I know. But you have to accept there's going to be a certain element of society, of people, that will just take drugs because that's Absolutely. the way people are. And they're going to, okay? Yeah. So, and, and I heard you say there that, the, the uh, you know, decriminalising doesn't... Prohibition, prohibition, yeah. No, not prohibition, but decriminalising oh, doesn't reduce the amount. Like, you'll have one person will stop and another person will take them up, right? But the thing is, if someone does take up drugs, and early, so you get someone... Well, the, by the way, well, can, can I mind you, Jared, that wasn't me that said that. I'm just looking at a report from the UK Home Office. They found that decriminalisation, because of course they have a different approach over there, there's a cautionary approach to, to the possession of drugs, right? And they say decriminalised uh, drug use found that decriminalisation does not affect the level of drug use prevalence, nor neither lowering it or increasing it. That was their report, not mine. Yeah, well, I tend to think what happens is you're just replacing one person for another one. As opposed to, like, if you have 100 people always taking drugs, one will stop and another one will take yeah, off. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Gar- probably best to try and stop them in the first place. But when someone does put their foot on that ladder, you know, it's best to try and help them get off the ladder and not to try it on oh, a ladder and hold them using the wrong metaphors. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Where, somebody says here, Portugal, okay, home, I'm looking at somebody who sent me into... Look at Switzerland, because Switzerland is a much better example, I think. I, I, you, I think you gave me that before about Switzerland, but I know somebody says here, Portugal, it, I don't know how they know this, maybe they've, they've been there, is full of drug dealers since decriminalisation. The drug dealers only hold a small amount on them for sale now, as they can get done for it. They just replenish from a nearby hidden stash as they sell. Now, I, I did have somebody on from Portugal who's told me something similar to that before, and this whole idea that drug crime is down in Portugal or maybe Switzerland is the example you use it's probably true but the reason for it is because they're not reported anymore because drug crime is not illegal essentially the possession of drugs is not illegal for personal use so that's why drug crime would be down of course it is because it's, okay. because it's not a crime anymore if you, if you go back to the individual the person who's stuck on these things yeah. like I, I myself I, I, don't I feel know sorry for them here. I've never bothered never dabbled never interested me mm. but um, yeah 
that's what I'm saying. You feel sorry for him, but is it not better to try and help them? I, I, I wish he could help them. But criminalising them and giving them like a, a criminal record, it's not going to help them. Like you go for a job interview and go, well, where were you last year? Well, I was sitting in a prison cell because I put something I wanted to, into my body and someone said I shouldn't be doing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the wrong approach. To but, but yeah, but, but the greatest respect. Jer, Jer, who's jailed for being out of their head? Nobody. Sorry? You're saying that somebody's a drug user ends up in jail. Drug users don't end up in jail. They end up in jail for doing something else. It's usually not the use of the drugs. It's, yeah, it's mostly for the dealing, but they're dealing. Yes, to get they're, the they're, they're dealing or they're so involved in them, crime get to get money for drugs. drugs. That's so you get them off the drugs, they're not dealing and they're not involved in crime. But you're, make, you're so making you it sound really to, easy to get them off the drugs. That's a fair point. It's not as easy as that. It's not as easy as that. I've heard heroin users tell me that cigarettes are worse than heroin. Mm, to get yeah, well, I, I know I'm a smoker. I know all yeah, about it. Yeah, I used to be 10 years ago and stuff, but uh, so I know. I, I know I'm wondering to myself if they made smoking illegal tomorrow, would I go off them or could I go off them? I did go off them for three years and just uh, unfortunately a life event changed all that and sent me back into a spiral of smoking yeah. again. But I'm just, I'm wondering if it was illegal, would I go off them? And I think I would. <laughs> You probably would, but I pity everyone around you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd feel sorry for poor old Ashling and Ruth here as well. All right, yeah. so I've got to take a break. Keep texting. Keep what's happening. Number 087-188-008. Jer believes that we should decriminalise all drugs. Uh, there's no point in putting people in jail for possession of drugs. I want to know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. Noel, alcohol shouldn't be legal. Uh, it causes a lot more problems in families than any drug. Um, and have a look. Have a quick look at Portugal there. Not a, pro- not a single problem on the streets in Portugal. No homeless people, very little anyway. And there's not an issue with drugs. Nothing. You need to get your facts right, Noel, now. It's annoying listening to you. I listen to you every day now, but this is getting annoying. It's, it's getting annoying, so obviously <laughs> drugs are a, le- are, a, are a lesser problem than alcohol. Well, I guess, to be honest with you, at this very moment in time, I probably wouldn't disagree with you. Alcohol is a bigger problem. Hi, Noel. You can go into Tesco and fill your trolley with slabs. If you're having a house party, how's that personal use? Thanks very much. Love the show. Well, it is personal use. It's considered by law to be personal use. The point is, as an individual, you cannot sell alcohol. It's illegal for you to sell alcohol unless you have a license. So to deal in alcohol is illegal unless you have a license. That's the way it works. So any alcohol that you have is for personal use. In other words, you're buying it because you're having a house party or whatever it is to share amongst you and your friends for free. You're not selling it. So it is for personal use. Uh, that's the, I'm just using an analogy, by the way. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. Or you can go to a pub and drink, but you can't pour it into somebody else. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. Should we de- decriminalise all drugs? Let me know what you think. Martin, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How are you doing, Martin? I mean, you've heard about Ger and John before the break there, and that person with a very rude uh, voicemail suggesting that I'm off my head for even thinking that this is not a good idea. Well, I, I, I would I would agree that you know we have to have some form of social message out there that drugs is wrong uh, to to be going down that route. I mean, you know, we don't really need drugs. I mean, I'm a great firm believer that if you've got an addiction issue, then you know the health service needs to pile on the, the rehab and you know empower people to be able to remember what life was like before they were on drugs. I mean, we're all born without a, a needle in our arms or a you know, a, a joint in our mouths. You know, we, we, we survived for so long before, you know, we, we needed this prop, uh, for want of a better word, because, you know, what is it about? Drugs are just masking an issue that people have probably got. It's given them um, 
a, a reason to, to to hide behind, you know. And and you know, I, I was going to say before I came on the program, <laughs> I, thought, I thought the uh, the day that uh, Anthony was telling you that he was <laughs> half naked. <laughs> Oh yeah, joking, I know. Yeah. I think he was fully naked. Actually, if the truth be known, he was fully naked. Oh, that was the day we were talking about naturism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I promise that the next time you had me on, I'd tell you that I've always been fully clothed. <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted to hear that, Martin. That makes me a lot more comfortable <laughs> <No>. talking to you. <laughs> Just you more comfortable, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, look, people quote Portugal and Switzerland and other countries ah. that have brought in these programs, these kind of light touch programs, <laughs> where you know they don't arrest people and they, you know, yeah. they say nothing to them the first time around, and maybe second well, or third time they might send them off to a bit of rehab. That, that, well, this is it. I mean, they all say there isn't a problem. It's because the, 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 there is a problem. It's just they're not prosecuting anybody anymore. Well, that's that's you know, why yeah. drug crime is down now. Yeah, that's why drug crime is down. Is that you know that's the that, that's the whole reason for it. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, it, it is a social issue. That, I mean, if you go back to when you know people were smoking in in in, in London in the in the uh, opium dens and the this that and the other that they had over there at that time in the 1800s, before any form of legislation for Class A drugs came in, you know, or Class C drugs came in, there was a big, big huge problem. Nobody was bloody working. Mm-hmm. They were all off their heads. Yeah. So, you know, uh, again, and, and that was because... And the same happened in the 70s in America as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly what I mean. Everyone was out of their box on LSD, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, the society had to turn around and say, we need to do something about this put in some form of, of, of uh, uh, disincentive, which obviously jail is, or any, any form of criminal record is, uh, to, to, to get people to adjust their behaviour. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, as I said before, I know, I'm, a, I'm a firm favourite in, in getting people into proper rehab and, 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 and mental health help wherever's needed. To, to get people back to where they should be. But as far as you're concerned, the law is the law, and the law is there for good reason, not to give a green light uh, to young people setting out in this wonderful world uh, that drugs yeah. are a good thing. Yeah, and, and it's just that we have this liberalised society now saying, ah, sure, you know... Everything goes. Just everything goes, and, and let, yeah, us, yeah. Let, let us be off with it. And... Okay, well, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Marie as well. Marie, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Marie? Hi Marie, I was listening, or sorry, hi Niall, I was listening to your show and um, I just, when I heard that Portuguese model being mentioned again, nobody ever mentions Japan. So I was in Japan a few years ago and I had um, cultural training, you know, about what not to do before mm-hmm. I started my job. So we were basically told, you know, they were aware that they were dealing with foreigners, that, you know, smoking a joint yeah. wasn't regarded as, you know, hugely bad. So they said in Japan, there's no distinction between smoking cannabis and hardcore drugs. And we were told we did incur like huge legal fees. We'd be deported that Japan had a zero like tolerance attitude towards drugs. And it was one of the safest countries I've ever lived in. You know, I was never offered drugs when I was over there. There was no heroin addiction. They also have the lowest murder rate in the world. Yeah. 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 Like they, you know, I just, when they're talking about the Portuguese model, you made a really good point. Of course, it's going to bring down the stats, but they're kind of false stats. Well, of course they are, and, because they don't yeah. report it anymore. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I don't know. I just wish that they would look into kind of Japan more as an example. Well, see, in, Japa- in Japan, I mean, they, you're right, they have a zero tolerance drug uh, uh, towards drugs. Uh, but you will get, like, say, for example, for being in possession of a small quantity of drugs, you can get 10 years in jail. 
I have no idea. Like, we were basically yeah. told, you will go to prison. Yeah. You're going to have to pay, like, solicitors. Oh, there's no messing. Yeah, straight to jail. Yeah, yeah, like, so we didn't even, but, like, I was So you wouldn't even, the point it. was, that was yeah. enough of a deterrent. When you knew they took it seriously, that was yeah. enough of a deterrent for you not to even think about it. But I didn't even have the yeah. option. I was, it was never offered to me, but it was, like, really, you just do not want to go there. You don't want to be put in that position. There's going to be, like, no sympathy shown to you, and you'll be kicked out of the country, and that's it. Like, you'll never come back again. So when you actually have boundaries, I think it makes a huge amount of difference. And I think the problem with Ireland is there are no boundaries and people are pushing them the whole time. So because we have a kind of light touch approach, I suppose, uh, Martin, what Maria is saying, because it's a light yeah. touch approach, people don't take the law too seriously. In other words, you're asked, nothing will happen to me if the guard stops me and I have a little bag of weed in my pocket. Sure, nothing's yeah. really going to happen to me, which is probably the truth. So whereas in Japan, if you're stopped by the Japanese police with a little bit of weed in your pocket, you're going to jail for 10 years. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that, that's a case in point, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, you know, we have such a sort of liberalised society now that, you know, uh, we don't tend to have uh, the boundaries that we should have. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I said I was a, fa- a firm favourite of rehab and, and helping people with addiction issues and all the rest of it. But that costs the state money. Mm. That costs us all money, which could be diverted to people who've got actual, you know, real health issues, you know, like cancer and all the rest of it. But we're spending it and diverting it on trying to get people straight in the heads again. I mean, uh, I, I mean, Marie. I mean, I, sorry to come back to Marie. I mean, Japanese society. I don't know how long you were there for Marie. Two uh, and a half years. Okay, and did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I mean, it's it's a completely different culture. Of course, you know? yeah. So it's oh, not yeah. like you know there are problems there. It's not perfect, but I mean, the good side of Japan, the good outweighs the is bad. the crime rate. The crime rate is low. Oh, it is so, like, I, I left my wallet on a train once and I had two representatives from the train station came to my workplace with the wallet and they had taken account of how much money was in it and everything. There's That's so normal behaviour over there. People yeah, will actually give you stuff back. Nobody steals. Well, there obviously is some crime. But generally speaking, people are much nicer in that respect yeah. that they will actually and return your goods to you. I think that's a lot to do with the cultural upbringing. I mean, uh, Absolutely. Uh, selling in Japan um, probably in the, 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 the 70s, 80s and early 90s. And the thing that I learned from, from them was that, you know, it took you a good five or ten years before they'd even give you an order because they, they needed to get to know you. They needed to get to know your, your, your uh, character, mm. uh, whether you're a good character or a bad character. And it, it was part of um, a culture of service that they have. Non, they don't have this... High, heightened individualism that we have over here. You know, it was always deference to... Absolutely. To absolutely. And, and sorry, to sorry, just to go back to you, Marie, you've pointed at the good stuff and Japan is a beautiful place, by the way, and they, they, the laws, some people might say they're a bit strict but in saying that they seem to run a, tight, a tightly run ship. But if you could give me a disadvantage to living over there, what was the disadvantage? Um, the language? Well, obviously because you don't speak Japanese. Oh, no, um, they're actually, no, they were really nice about that. And you can actually, I mean, I picked it up okay. But women, like traditionally, I got away with this because I was a foreigner. But in the workplace over there, most women would work as office ladies. So they're making people coffee and doing kind of basic work. And then when they get married, they're expected to leave. Uh, work and okay. raise their children so it's not very equal in that sense but things are changing um, yeah, no, yeah it'd, be, it'd be very similar to the way Ireland was in that respect yeah, yeah going back many years ago of course yeah but I mean it, it's just I, I found it like it is a wonderful country it just they're not individualistic you, you think about the welfare of the group 
as opposed to just putting your needs first. Okay, so it's very um, community-based. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually think that's a really good thing. I don't see that as a negative. It's hard to get your head around it, mm. you know. Would when you go back coming. there? Would you? Okay, well, the ultimate question is, Marie, would you live there? I'd love to. Oh, okay. Well, th- well that's a good thing, then, if you, if you think you'd yeah. live there and you'd be happy to live there. Well, I just think living in a country where you don't have to worry about crime or you don't have to worry about being mugged or... You know, don't like it's. I'm living in Cork at the moment, and addiction is really in your oh, face. I know. And I know. It's really violent. Like there's an awful lot of violent crimes associated with, you know, heroin addiction, and yep. it's not nice. It really isn't. You know, and like even kids, like there's needles found at the entrance of my estate, and I, you just see it every day, and it's it's horrible. It's it'll never become. And when kids go up in that environment, then they can't avoid it as they get older. You know what I mean? Because I think like a lot of kids think it's normal. Like oh, I'm living on the north side of Cork and I've been listening to the Two Norwich podcast and like they said in that podcast that nearly everyone on the north side is related to somebody who's been in prison. I don't know if that's true, but I mean like that's that's um I think they come from Art Cullen. Okay. But like it's it's just I don't know. I don't well, I don't know how true that is, but but I, maybe it was an anecdotal kind of thing to throw out there. But I, I, I get the point they were trying to make. Yeah, but yeah. stay there for a second because I want to go to Carlos too before we go into the break. Carlos, you're an Ireland's classic hit. Okay, Carlos, you live in, well, you're from Portugal originally. I am from Portugal, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm from, uh, I'm from around Lisbon. I'm from uh, a town called Cascais uh, into the coast, from, from the coast. It's about half an hour from Lisbon. Okay, yeah. well, many years you just remind people, they brought in this kind of idea in Portugal of decriminalizing drugs, all drugs, whereby you wouldn't be lifted um, if, you, you know, you happen to have some for personal possession. You'd kind of get a caution and be offered help. Um, has it worked in your, in your view? I don't know if it works because, you see, I give you an example in Lisbon. You could buy drugs everywhere in Lisbon, right? You have to, you have to know, you have a loads of gypsies from Spain selling drugs, lives in Portugal, he's selling drugs in Lisbon. He, he, he comes to you in the streets there and he says, you know, offer you drugs uh, if you want to buy it. You see, uh, and, and the crime, yeah, and to, to, take, to have drugs in Portugal is a crime, right? Mm-hmm. You're being caught the first time. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to be arrested. Uh, you're going to the judge. The judge will let you go the first time. The second time it happens the same, he give you an, a warning, uh, something, the third time you're going to prison, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people say you're not going to prison if you... Yes, yeah, three strikes strong. and you're out, so to speak, you, yeah. You go on. You have three, three options. Yeah. To, uh, uh, after the third time, you're going to prison and, the, uh, prison and you're going to for a treatment, right? Uh, but you have, I think uh, the way they do it is they give you a choice. You can either go to jail or go, to, go into rehab. Oh, after yeah. the third time, yeah, after the third time, you're going definitely going to jail. Yeah, after the third time, because uh, uh, the first time the judge he lets you go, right? But the, how, no, the time, point, the, the point I wanted to make was since the legislation was brought in and since they changed the law in Portugal around decriminalization. When I say decriminalization, certainly this kind of more health based approach to it. Do you think, as some people have said, although statistics wouldn't bear out because, of course, drug crime is clearly down because not as many people get arrested because the police probably have a different approach to it. But do you believe, you know, there's more dealers and more people on drugs now than there was before the legislation came in? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus, he is. Okay, so it's wor- oh. the problem is worse now. It's just not being recorded. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and the police sometimes, he knows, he knows where, where he have to go, Right. Mm. Uh, he knows some drug uh, drug dealers. 
I definitely know something. I'm not saying the police is corrupt. Don't take me wrong. You see, you have very honest cops out there. And, uh, yeah, sometimes, you see, like Holland, you see Holland. Holland, uh, the drugs is, is legal, right? Yes. And you don't see drug dealers uh, uh, nowhere in Holland. If you legalize, the, I, I'm not, you see, I... Well, I, are, are you advocating for legalization? Do you believe it should be legalized? Oh, if, if it's going to be, uh, all, the, all the drug dealers is going to disappear. Ah, well, no, 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 they won't. What will happen is if you legalize it, the state will be obviously responsible for providing it. The drug dealers are still going to bring in a cheaper version of it. Yeah, you see, it's going to be different. You're not going to see so many, so many people. uh, You see, like you see in Holland, uh, it's completely different things. Yeah, but I don't know know whether people would like Ireland to be like Holland. Actually, Carlos, do me a favor. Stay there because I have to go into a break. Uh, The number is 087-188-0008. Stay with me, uh, Carlos, if you can. I think Martin might disagree with you, but stay with me. Uh, The number is 087-188-0008. All right, so many comments coming in. That comment, that person saying that everyone in the north side of Cork has someone belonging to them in prison. I don't think she said someone belonged. They knew somebody in prison. Anyway, they knew of somebody who was in prison. I think that's the point you made, uh, which was totally untrue anyway. Uh, is absolutely, totally outrageous. It's such a derogatory comment. It's so untrue. And even to quote such a comment is beyond the highest level of ignorance and snobbery and highly offensive. I think you need to correct that remark as a respect to your listeners in the north side of Cork, says Dave. Dave, I, I did correct her at the time. I did say that's probably an, an anecdotal story from somebody that's probably completely untrue. So I did actually correct her at the time. But anyway, yes, and I correct it again. It's probably completely untrue. I don't think she said belonging to them. I did say she said, she, I think what she said was, I stand corrected maybe, but uh, I think she did say knew somebody who was in jail. But anyway, uh, let me just go to uh, stay there, Carlos. Actually, I just want to let Martin respond to what you said just before the break. Sorry, Martin, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you yeah. heard what Carlos said, you know, that he, maybe going down the kind of Amsterdam model would be a better suggestion, which is not decriminalization, which is complete legalization. Yeah, well, I mean, Amsterdam is its own unique problem. You know, um, they've they managed to, but um, you know, I mean, I've been to Amsterdam. I used to sell trips to Amsterdam, so I know what Amsterdam's like. Yeah. So, you know, do we really um, want? Do we really want, say, Dublin, for example, to be the next Amsterdam or the next? You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether people would want that or not. It becomes one great big hen party. Or well, it does. Let, let's like. go to Amsterdam and take drugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they then have all the rehab problems and all these social problems that go with it. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, the tried policing. In fact, they're actually getting more and more harder on on, on it now. So they're actually sort of rowing back on the. Well, they are. They they've said already. Some of the people over there have said they're not happy with the idea of Amsterdam being this kind of weekend break for taking drugs. But stay. Well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Sinead as well. Stay with me, Carlos, too. Sinead, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Sinead? Hi, how are you? Good. Carlos suggested you know maybe we should go down the Amsterdam route and legalize all drugs. Um, I I I'm for it and against this. I think um when it comes to that, like unless. You know, people are willing to want help. They're not going to get it and legalise it. Then I don't think they will want it because they're not going to get into trouble for taking it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's necessarily. Okay, you you had your own you had your own story. Obviously, you were you were touched by uh, somebody with a problem with drugs. Um. Well, yeah. My mom, going back now a few years ago, was attacked um, in broad daylight, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, some guy came up in a hoodie and basically tried to take a purse off her. Now, my mom 
is now in her 70s, but when it happened, she fought back and held onto her handbag. Okay. But anyway, he took a knife out and he stabbed her in the hand. Oh, now, no. Yeah, well, now, to be fair, we were probably lucky that it was nowhere else but in the hand. But at the same time, this guy didn't even live in our little town where I'm here in Shannon. And he was moved out from, um, we'll say, Ennis, um, with house here in Shannon. And he needed his next fist. My mother happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And bam, he took off But, that, but that shouldn't always be the, the thing when we say we were in the wrong place at the wrong time, etc. I mean, it shouldn't happen. The bottom line is that shouldn't happen. No, By the way, did, no. did they, was he charged? Did they catch him? Well, we were very lucky because people, community in Shannon are very good. And a lot of people stopped their cars. And a few lads actually came out of their cars and made a run to this guy. And they did catch him. Good. So, yeah, thank God. Well, that's a better result than we had for Jay last week. I don't know if you heard Jay was on and his mother was attacked in O'Connell Street and nobody batted an eyelid. That's terrible. You see, to me, that's not right. That's he not put a syringe up to her neck. He put a syringe up to her neck in the middle of the day in O'Connell Street and there was hundreds of people walking around and nobody stopped him and he took her handbag. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, don't. Uh, I know people are afraid to get involved, but yeah. I still think, you know, you have to rely on your community to help in time to meet. Yeah, and I, I think and you're right. I think the point that you're making, it's not really about the people taking the drugs. It's about the crime that's committed to get the money for the drugs. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. And how long did he did he get convicted, this guy, for what he did to your mum? He did, to be fair now. He did go to court and he had, I think it was 29 other different... Um, Previous convictions? Yes, yeah. So he got, I think it was four and a half years with a suspended sentence of 18 months, something like that. Right, so okay. he did new time for it. Yeah, now, but, you, but your, poor mother, your poor mother got a stab wound in the hand. She did. And as I said, like for my mom then to have to come past that and, you know, even to be able to work and go back to work, to walk to work, which she enjoyed doing, you know, even of course. simple things, it, 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 it knocks them completely. Their confidence are gone. You know, what, what, you know, the guards were great and they did offer counselling and that. But as my mom's generation, they're not into counselling. Where do you go with people that get attacked on yeah. that side of things? You have to look at both sides of the story. Yeah, well, in other words, we spend way too long talking about the perpetrators and not enough time yeah. talking about the victims. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Thank you, yeah. Sinead. And, I'm, and give your mom my regards. I, that's a terrible, terrible incident. And I hope uh, she, well, um, she's probably never get over it. She'll always be thinking of it. Thank you, Carlos and Martin and everyone involved in that conversation. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.